0: Hello, and welcome to another episode of the Roach Coach Podcast, the journey to create the new metal canon. My name is Lauren Kozlowski. With me, as always, the Indigo Angel, Jennifer Bloomer. Hello. And the original Roach Rider, Mr. Matt Nas.
1: Keep it rolling, baby.
0: There we go. Today, we continue our theme month, we continue compilation month. We are listening to. Take a bite out of rhyme, a rock tribute to rap. This is one hell of a comp, people. This has been a journey of a month. We're only on week three. We got one more to go, but we've already gone through it. Mr. Loud Rocks, haunting my dreams. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm constantly worried anytime I have a headache that he is doing an ollie on my cerebellum and my eyes are about to explode. Kenny G style. Kenny G style.
2: Could happen.
0: Oh, man. So I hope everyone is staying safe out there from any interactions with Mr. Mr. Loud Rocks, who, as far as I know, is still roaming the streets.
2: Yeah. He's just listening for dulcet tones. He's ready to mm-hmm. fuck you up.
0: That's right. He's like, is that some soft shit? Is that some soft shit? Can't handle and then it. It's over. It's ah, yeah. There he is.
2: His dad was a smooth jazz song. Left him he got a mm. lot of anger.
0: That's what it is. That's what it <laughs> My is. My dad
1: was Christopher <laughs> Cross. Yeah.
0: Uh, you know what? That's probably in the sequel comic. Yeah. He probably. goes to He goes to a Yacht Rock show to confront him.
2: And it and ends but poorly.
0: I'm going to say he goes at him, but Christopher Cross has got Michael McDonald and Kenny Loggins backing him up, and they take him down. Mm. That's what I
2: thought. <laughs> Yeah, they take him down. I, I,
0: I think McDonald goes only a fool believes that he can stop this Yacht Rock, Mr. Loud Rocks. Oh, boy. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God.
2: <laughs> the demise. Yeah. We've gone. We've already gone off the rails. <laughs>
0: We're off the rails. Record we can time. only bring it back on the rails by talking about who's tweeting. Who's tweeting. Who is. So we got some emails. Uh, we got an email from Mr. Matt Murphy. He said, hey, guys, love the podcast. I've been following it for a couple of weeks and agree with a lot of your opinions. Thank, Thank you. you.
3: Loved it anyway, too.
0: I have an album recommendation that you'll either love or like. Okay. <laughs> wow, we are given only those two options. Uh, it's the debut self-titled album by Steppa. That's S-T-E-P-A. There, what happens when the best parts of Taproot and the chill moments of Incubus have a baby that secretly worships Limp Biscuit?
3: What? This (laughs) album
0: is in constant rotation, which is extremely rare for me. The availability is rather limited, so it isn't on Spotify, but the whole album is on YouTube, and you might get the CD on Amazon for a good $15, maybe. At least that's what I paid. Results may vary. Anyway, happy podcasting. Can't wait for the episode. Thank you, Matt. I enjoy the number of new metal references you snuck into that email. I appreciate that. And um, what do we think about that, guys? The best parts of Taproot, the chill moments of Incubus, having a baby that secretly worships Limp Bizkit.
1: As long as it knows what the pit's supposed to do. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm I'm going to sign us up. Sure, I
0: mean, I mean, here's the thing. It's saying that it secretly worships Limp Bizkit, which leads me to believe that it's not listening to Papa Taproot.
2: Well, I guess there's only one way for us to find out.
0: It's to listen to Steppa. Put it on the long list. We're putting it on the long list. Uh, We also got an email from Jeremy Prince, and it's an interesting one. Jeremy apparently had been emailing us at the wrong email. He finally figured it out when he realized he hadn't been showing up on Who's Tweeting. And he said, "I'll copy and paste my previous emails into this email, and maybe I can appear in who's tweeting." Not to sound desperate, I hope. To which I told this to Matt Nas, and you had to say
3: nothing.
1: I didn't say anything.
3: <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, fair enough. But Matt Nas had nothing to say about that. But
1: a character that appeared a couple episodes ago went, "You know, Thursday, bitch. That's the one." <laughs> so.
0: Uh, Jeremy had sent these emails And um, he basically had said That he's a relatively new listener He's been bouncing around our archive of episodes Over at RoachCoach.com And enjoying himself Excellent Uh, Can't believe you did a Pillar album Saw them live at Cornerstone Around the time of that album Kind of a guilty pleasure of mine Um, And he, uh, he recently listened to our live episode And he was giggling out loud quite a few times And he is sad Our Lady Peace didn't make it Even if we're right and in regards to spin kick pits, my friends and I like to refer to it as fighting invisible ninjas. It's a serious plague, and hey, our, and we're just doing the world a major service. Yes, I remember the bandit bandana. Always wanted to rock that look, but my beard got in the way. <laughs> Loving everything you do. Keep it up. Blessings, Jeremy. Thank you,
3: Jeremy.
2: Thank you very much, Jeremy. And I'm sure he's quite hydrated. <laughs> uh, over on uh, Facebook, Mike Newton says these... G- oh, we're talking about Switched. I was just That's going right. right for it. Going we got some feedback it. on the Switched episode. Uh, over on Facebook, Mike Newton says these guys were cursed with being four years too late. It's a pretty good album, but a bunch of talented guys. They all went on to bigger and better things. It was too bad this wasn't one of them.
0: Thank you, Mike. Ben Rusky Really went right to it and sent us a beautiful cartoon drawing of uh, a pretty bulbous butt.
2: Yep, (coughs) just
0: just laying it out. This nice, uh, these, um, yeah, good butt pick. The sweet cheeks,
2: sweet cheeks. (laughs) Andy Olm says, "Fine, a fucking Lee." I've been waiting for this for a while. This album has it all: good production, heavy riffs, great screams, and pretty boys.
0: Pretty boys. All right. All right. Jason Andrew Goodman says, based on the samples you played, I don't love it. They contrast, interestingly, with Maximum the Hormone to me. Maximum might have had a fair amount of new metal in their DNA, but they clearly viewed the bounds of the genre as guidelines at best. And so even if they weren't great, they were at least always interesting. These guys seem to fit into a weird pocket where they're doing too much to really lock into a groove and do something really well, but not enough that what they do well is be bizarre.
2: Mm. All and right, thank mm. you. Jake Leach says, "Wow, this one is conflicting. Production is killer, hooks are catchy, but I'm not sure it's new metal. This may have been a better, this may have been better suited for the hashtag butt strut. There's some <laughs> killer stuff in here, but it just doesn't go full new metal. Also, if y'all want to talk wrestling, I'm your boy.
1: And holla at your boy.
2: Yeah, noted, <laughs> Jake. <laughs> with the moment, I want to talk about wrestling. <laughs> uh. <laughs> It'll happen someday, I know. One
0: day, yeah. Elric said, I uh, saw these guys on Warp Tour 2002. Better than I'd expected, even when they were, o- there were only about 10 people watching them. I don't think their live show translates as well to record. This band probably would have been a bit bigger four to five years earlier, IMO, which at this point in the show, I think will be a common sentiment as you're diving into the come-down era bands. I hope this string of 2002 episodes means that Cole Chambers' third album is coming up. Oh,
1: man." Mm. oh man the, the divisive Our, cold chamber the
0: cold chamber i gotta tell you every time we do a cold chamber episode it's really a true new metal mom and dad moment for you and me jenny because we're know. just like hey kids take your cold chamber and they're just like i don't want it. i'm going to bed And you're like you don't get any any dessert if you don't eat you don't take your cold chamber
2: it's true it's true they go to bed without dessert that's right. <laughs> uh, Garrett Fuller says, I want to invest in a Roach Coach spinoff podcast covering butt rock albums called Butt Hut <laughs> Garrett, we'll take your money.
0: <laughs> we'll take the money.
2: <laughs> Let us know.
0: And uh, spend it on some big thrifts. Uh, um, over on Twitter, Kelly K Fresh Fraser K Fresh? said, I think one, two, three, four, fuck, should go into the canon in a non song capacity.
1: Hmm. you know what do we have a do we have an annex for best count off i mean
0: i'm trying to think of what i mean i'm trying to think of the non um non-music related things that have been inducted into the canon fred durst blowing up a boat Mm -hmm. is one that's the one i can think of at the top of my head um if you give me a moment i could probably tell you the other ones that appears to be the only. Oh, and I mean, theoretically, Queen of the Damned. The film is not music, and it was inducted into the into the uh, new metal canon. Um, but those appear to be the only not music things that have been inducted into the canon. So, if we were to induct one, two, three, four, fuck, into the new metal canon,
2: I'm for it.
1: Ooh. <laughs> Jenny's
0: for it, coming Coming in in hot.
2: (laughs) Yep,
1: Lauren. (sighs) Here's the thing.
0: I love it. I love that part. Just uh, why couldn't they have done us a salad and just make the whole song as good as one, two, three, four? Fuck. Do you know (laughs) what I mean? Yeah. That would. They were busy. (laughs) (laughs) They were busy. (sighs) Matt, I'm. Here's the thing. I am. I am half and half on this. I can see both sides. Where do you lean? Can you help me? Help us? Well,
1: okay. So we can come we can come at it a couple ways. The way that I was coming at it is best count off, and one, two, three, four, fuck is probably the top count off in new metal history.
0: I can't think of a better one off the top of my head.
2: I, I mean, think I know. it could go in the new metal junk drawer. <laughs> <laughs> the canon has to have a junk drawer.
0: You're All right. stuff
2: that you're like, oh, yeah. We have the
0: Producers Hall of Fame. Okay, we have the Producers Hall of Fame. We've got the Genius
1: List. Um, we have the canon itself. Mm-hmm. And then somewhere in there is going to be a fucking junk drawer.
0: Okay, well, then you know what? I'm going to make
1: a new list right now. It's called the new metal New Metal Junk Drawer. These are uh, these are things and snippets that, uh, if applied to another new metal song, would take it to the
2: next level. Or just things that like you want to keep, but there's not really a place for them.
1: <laughs> yeah, like a key. Yeah,
2: yeah so uh, you know a receipt <laughs> that you're just not throwing away. If you're me.
1: All right, a so chip there. clip.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's yeah, you pull it out and it's like there's that safety pin that you normally never needed. But right now you've got, you know, I mean, the other day, Rachel and I were running around with um, when we for Ronan's Halloween costumes and we needed a safety pin, like for the love of God. And we didn't have one, even in our junk drawer. So
2: but now if we need a one, two, three, four, fuck,
1: mm-hmm. we'll have one rummage yeah. through that motherfucker. All right. Uh, right now, it is devoid of anything else. So that's right. So yeah.
0: So so the first inductee into the new metal junk drawer is one, two, three, four. Fuck. Count off by
1: Switched. Congratulations. Welcome. Welcome.
2: All right. Morbid Beard says fun fact: Ben Scheigel produced pretty much every Chimera album aside from Resurrection and Pass Out of Existence. This whole Switched album sounds like a B-side for Chimera's Pass Out of Existence, which come which came out only months prior to this album. It's very much up its time. That is a very there, fun fact, and thank you. Th-
0: thank you. Uh, and finally, Boxboron said, Dear Switched, please, can you stop shouting one word and then saying <laughs> the next <laughs> borders on the unlistenable thanks to the emo screamo vocal mess? In other news, are you guys getting funnier with every ep? I seriously think so. Hashtag bring back Funky Ken.
2: Yeah, oh, no, Did somebody order
1: something funky.
0: Ken, we were just getting a compliment about how funny we are. Don't ruin. I would love this to moment. give you
1: complimentary Samsung phones if God. you agree to this
2: contract. No problem, not, Ken. I already I have thirty not. phones, but you know, you're my best customer. I can't resist. The deals are so strong.
0: Jenny, stop carrying so many phones. People are going to think you're a drug dealer. I am. (laughs) Oh, okay. My bad, then. Then it's good that you're getting all these phones. (laughs) Yes. Different kind of funky, I guess. Uh, That is it for Who's Tweeting. Keep on tweeting. Send us a message on Facebook, Instagram. Send us an email, roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com. It's a coach with a K. Make sure you're spelling it right so we get it. Uh, the album of the week, you guys, take a bite out of rhyme, a rock tribute to rap.
1: Compilation month.
0: Compilation month. Different Jenny.
2: Songs. <laughs> <When>? <laughs> Different artists. <laughs> <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> Jenny, when did this album come out?
2: Uh, this album was released on October, f- uh, October 24th,
1: 2000. Whoa. Matt
2: that's the thick of it that
1: is the thick of it the thick of it
0: uh jenny any history with this album
2: um not that i was aware of when we selected it but there are a couple tracks on here that i knew from other things um so we'll get into it later (laughs) but (laughs) i knew a couple of these songs Uh, how about you lauren
0: Yeah, uh, same. I I knew a couple of these songs um, in various other places, um, but I don't know if I was necessarily aware of this album. Um, And I know that way back when, listener Shane had sent us the Factory 81 song that is on this album and wanted us to consider it. And uh, I think we even might have listened to a snippet of it on the show. We did, we did. Yeah, and felt that we needed a little more time, and then it was like, you know what? Let's just do the whole album, and give it a proper, proper listen. So uh, that's my
1: history. over now, a year later, over easil- easily easily. Over a year.
0: It's been. Shane it, has three kids now that are growing in college. He's like, yeah, he's putting them through college, and he's but they've been raised on you know I I submitted it maybe one day, and they're like, sure, Dad.
2: Well, congrats! Now you get Here to prove it.
0: Yep. Visit them on Parent Weekend and let them know. Uh, Matt Nas, any history with Take a Bite Out of Rhyme?
1: So, yes, my friends. Oh, <laughs> no. Oh, no. Oh, get ready. Well, I never owned the record, but longtime listeners will know that there's a little band called Mindless Self-Indulgence that I am a tremendous fan of, even to this day. And um, they have a song on this album, and... I'm excited to talk about it because it's really good, in my opinion, but also very troublesome.
2: Yes. Well, that is a preview of this <laughs> episode. I, if I had to predict where it was going to go. Mm-hmm. Uh,
0: yeah. Uh, genre tags for this bad boy. Rap rock, rap metal, new metal. Kind of like saying the same thing three times. Producers. We got a bunch of producers, uh, different producers in every song. I'm just going to run down the list just because I know we're going to get into these songs. We might not necessarily dive into who produced every single one unless we feel the need. So I just want to list off this. Uh, I mean, really, in my opinion, this is a who's who of, of a lot of faves that we talk about every week on the show. One, first, so excited to see my boy back, Jason Byler of the Viler Bros. Bros. We know you don't have a brother. Listen, you guys, I was producing Take a Bite Out of Rhyme a rock tribute to rap and I played it for my brother and okay. he said, you did a great job. Mm-hmm. Loved sure. it. He loved it so much. It was really great. Okay. And he told me he had to go, he had to be somewhere else mm-hmm. to listen to something else. Sure. But he told me to tell you guys that, you know, he was where, so proud. Where is he now? I, he got in a car and I did not, I'm not following it because I'm not following my brother everywhere he goes. He can live his own life.
2: What are you doing for Thanksgiving.
0: Um, we're going to go to my mom's house and we're going to eat turkey together and him and I are going to break the wishbone together.
1: Well, if you don't mind, I mean, I I hate to impose myself upon the Beiler Bros, but I don't have anywhere to go this Thanksgiving and it sounds like you're going to have a lot of food. Is it okay if I come over?
0: Oh yeah, sure. Let me just write my, um, my address down on this piece of paper. Uh, Okay. There you go. Let me just slide across the table. Oh, oh, well, I got to go.
2: Bye-bye. Oh, well, he doesn't have a brother.
1: This piece of paper just is, uh, I'm a great producer. That's all <laughs> yeah. it says.
2: I guess he lives in a state of mind.
0: Um, <laughs> um, Other producers on this record. Uh, Johnny Brennan. Actually, we've never talked about him before. <laughs> Johnny <laughs> Brennan.
2: The creator of the Jerky Boys. <laughs> <laughs> is that who that is? Yeah.
0: Oh, okay. Two weeks. Uh, Terry Date. Ah, uh, yeah. Edsel Dope. There he is. There he is. Fred Durst. There David Eaton. I not know. Yeah. Uh, Fun Lemon Criminals. Phil Niccolo. Seven Dust. And Stained.
2: Wow. Look at all those producers. Look at
0: them all. <laughs> all in a row. So yeah, um, quick talk about this album art. Much like last week with Mr. Loud Rocks, we have an interesting character here on the cover. It says, take a bite out of rhyme. And then next to it is what looks to be the new metal version of McGruff, the crime dog.
2: That's right. Scruff McGruff. Jenny, walk us
0: through this wardrobe.
2: Oh, he's wearing a backwards hat. Uh, He's wearing a wife beater. He appears to have put on some weight, maybe. He has a little bit of a gut going. He's got Mm. jeans, um, those uh, white cap toe. What is that called? Shell toe Adidas. Shell toe Adidas. Cap toe, shell toe Adidas. And uh, my man has sleeves, so.
0: He does. (laughs) He
2: he had to shave his dog arms to get all tatted (laughs) up. (laughs)
0: Um, the tats I can make out, he's got what looks to be some playing cards. Oh, he's uh, got
2: some, a topless woman.
0: A topless woman. Uh, right? Wow. But notice, right, it stops at the wrist. So if he's got to go to court and he wears, a, wears his uh, button up, no one could tell. Um, he's right. got a skeleton and he's got a uh, chain around the bicep. And actually, Jenny, um, I'm noticing these are not jeans. These are Adidas warm-up pants.
2: Oh, you are right about that.
0: I noticed this strip of white up the side. That's on
2: me. That's on me.
0: And he is holding a microphone, which would lead one to believe that one of these songs would feature Scruff McGruff on lead vocals. I hate to break it to you. He is not on this album. And I listened to it three times.
2: Yeah, it kind of looks like he's doing like a shitty like open mic. (laughs) I'm like it's not going great. Oh, <laughs> uh, he
0: looks—he looks pissed.
1: He looks. Uh, pissed. anybody try to take a bite out of crime and you know, they lost their wife because of it.
2: <laughs> I mean, he's not—he took the the mic out of the mic stand. So from what I've heard, that's a pro move. So he at least took one stand-up class at Mark Ridley's Comedy Castle. Mm. <laughs> not saying that I did, and they told you to do that, but every time I see somebody take the mic out of the mic stand and put it back, I'm like classic comedy castle tip
0: i can tell you um i had been doing improv for a little over a year and i got invited to do a storytelling show when i lived in pittsburgh and they were like and i was like oh this sounds like easier than if i do an improv set like i just gotta walk up and do it and they're like well yeah you will have a mic though and i'm like okay no problem guys me versus this mic stand was the greatest battle of my life. (laughs) And I'm in front of this audience of people who have all been hearing some pretty serious stories. There was not a lot of comedy that night. I mean, there was a little bit, but people were telling some serious stories about dead fathers and stuff. And I'm up there like struggling with this mic, giving it my best. It was the longest. I mean, it felt like five minutes, but it was probably only 30 seconds of actually wrestling with it. And I ended up just sort of like,
1: just leaning down and dealing with it. When you finally it was, got it out, you should have just said, that's what I think of you, dad. And then put it back and left.
2: Yeah. there—that That is the, like, 30 seconds feeling like five minutes is the story of nearly every storytelling show I've ever done or been to. It's always just like.
1: Oh, God, is this going to happen? Is this happening? Y-
2: Thank you very much for being here.
1: Oh, God, no, please stop. My do...
2: sister, some might say, was a bitch. Oh,
1: no. Please oh, no. Don't. Oh, no. She
2: locked me in a closet a lot. And the theme of the show was just like Friendship. Wednesdays. Yeah. It's just like something. <laughs> somebody's just like, yep. And that's when I found out. She, she
1: died in a hail of bullets.
2: Yes. It's always like some turn. There was a story I heard a guy tell on a. It was like. Uh, something about like learning a lesson and he told this whole story about how he didn't eat all day and like passed out and fell off a penny farthing when he was working at like a historical village, but there was not a point. To th- anyway, I'm sorry. We need to talk about this record. You just um, got me thinking about all the I stories know. I've well, heard.
0: you know what? I hope that Scruff M- McGruff did not give up after a tough first go at the open mic. I hope me he too. kept working on his tight five and you know what? At the same time, he can always fall back onto the police work.
2: That's exactly right. That's exactly right.
0: Um, If you open up the liner notes, um, there is a huge introduction to the album written by one Chuck D on August 8th, 2000. And I will just read the first sentence The guitar has never enjoyed a, quote, love at first listen scenario in hip hop. And I said, oh, I know where this is going to go. And, yeah. It's a big, long history lesson, as one would expect from Mr. Chuck D. And, honestly, sets a tone for this album that the album goes in a different direction almost immediately. <laughs> so, um... <laughs> that, uh,
1: this is the real motherfucking deal, y'all.
0: Matt, you so you you did say you you are somewhat have you heard this album ever
1: no i've never heard okay. the album i've only heard bring the pain okay
0: well then i think it's well and good time to start at the top all Jenny, right what's this first track
2: this first track is bring the noise originally performed by public enemy featuring artists stained featuring limp biscuit give me some guitars funk
4: Hell, Seattle, Stay. Space. Space. How low can you go? go. Death row. Oh. What about oh. the No Incredible, Rhyme animal, the made one.
0: Jenny, thoughts on bring the noise?
2: Um, I thought it was fun. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you said, I mean, I was a little bit alarmed to see stained there, but they were enough out of the picture that it didn't it didn't quite get to me. But I mean, if you told me that Limpus get covered, bring the noise, this would be exactly what I would expect. Um, What's
0: yeah? It, I'm sorry, go on.
2: No, I'm just. I guess I was a little confused by why like where was stained in this
0: so that's the interesting thing here so in the credits it says performed by stained with fred durst and dj lethal listening to it three times and going through everything just about everything you hear is stained fred durst is mo is just doing the hype man oh, really? all the other vocals are actually aaron lewis With a little scratching from DJ Lethal. But the guitars, the drums, everything else is stained. Wow. And all I want to know is, where's the album of this, bro? (laughs) Yeah. You know? Like, I mean, we did the first record and we had like a mud shovel and a raw on there. But generally, like, you know, they give you a hot riff for a second and they, you know, turn into a... Yeah, they bow out and they turn into a, you know, flock of birds. So... Mm. Uh yeah I I thought this one was pretty hot um I mean that guitar sound I feel like I feel like it's been carried it 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 went dormant like it was used here and then it's now the bassist of like the bassist the basis of uh so much of like a metalcore sound now like if you hear a metalcore record it's tuned the guitars are tuned to sound like that with that level of distortion. Either way, every time I listened to it, I was like, this is some pretty
1: hot shit. I was into it. Matt Nas? Love it. Um, Always interesting choice because it's Anthrax Public Enemy. Um, So it was like, okay, kind of passing the torch, a more modern take on it. Um, And I think they do it well. And I think it's awesome. And I want to stop talking because I just said, I think it's awesome. Well, Uh, who are you, me? (laughs) I think it's awesome.
2: I think it's good.
1: Um, I was uh, briefly
0: DMing with Christopher Weingarten, writer for Rolling Stone, who wrote that oral history of Judgment Night. Um, And he brought up this song to me and said that he thought that they made some uh, questionable lyric changes um, in it. Most notably, there's a Farrakhan reference that they sort of like, they recorded it and then they got nervous, so they sort of scrub over it when you listen to it. It, like, it comes up, and then it's, like, like, they do, like, a manipulation. Like, they don't want to actually acknowledge it. Um, and But, I mean, that's, I mean, I guess the one weird mark. Like, you know, just own it. I mean, if you're doing the cover. I mean, they already had to change a few things. Like, um, the one line, uh, black is back, all in, we're going to win. They changed to a whole line about, like, everyone being united. Um, sure. <laughs> yeah it's <laughs> right <laughs> we're in this together we're all right. pals right
2: yeah. <laughs> right no.
0: um i'm not listen this is 2000 i'm not gonna accuse these guys of getting all all lives matter on us or anything like that but oh boy yeah i Ooh. don't
2: care if you're black white purple orange <laughs> oh
1: no Oh, no. Oh, no. (laughs) Okay. Well, (laughs) let's walk away from that character.
2: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. No, no, no. That wasn't a character. That was just me quoting my mom. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) No. (laughs) All right. Up next, we have got the song Going Back to Cali, originally performed by LL Cool J, featuring artist Seven Dust.
1: (laughs) Casio yeah. 7
2: <laughs> Now looks <it's> pretty excited. <laughs> guy running around the circle. <laughs> <laughs> <Or me. laughs> fucking <Matt>. <laughs> Going nuts and then he just like Go, and it slows down into that like run walk thing where you're just walking uh, just
0: it's... arms <laughs> swinging. <laughs> uh. Do you know, what it, you know what that reminds me of? When you were in gym class in elementary school and you do the circle of activity, I don't know if it was probably called something different in yours, or maybe <laughs> you didn't do anything like that at all, um, but it would basically start, you'd all be uh, walking in a circle. Everybody get into
1: your circle of activity.
0: No, no, no. But it, 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 the whole class would be walking in a circle in the gym and the gym teacher had a drum or uh, that he would hit it with different (laughs) tempos and sometimes you hit the drum itself and sometimes you hit the the wooden side and it would be like he'd hit it one way and you'd walk and then you'd run and then you'd skip and then you'd hop and then you'd hop on one foot it was this whole thing of just activity and but it was always the thing that you do the run and then you'd have to slow it down walk again walk again that was the thing like you know learning to listen and everything like that and that's my thought of like like you get really amped up okay now we need to slow it down again slow it down again don't worry you're gonna get to run again, because that's everybody. That's all we wanted to do. We just wanted to fucking run. Fuck all that other stuff, skipping, and, hopping. I just want to fucking run. When's he gonna start wailing on that thing?
1: What well, my problem with this song right now? I want to run. I didn't want to go back to, because the song is so basic. Mm-hmm. I mean, there is not a lot to going back to Cali. I like the build up, but once they unleash it, give me a verse of aggression. I mean,
0: they're trying to staying loyal to the basic form of the song. I'll be honest. I'm like, I thought they did a great job with it. I thought they really, I mean, they bring it up. That chorus is really hot. They're still sticking with the theme of the song. I mean, I will say I wrote in my notes that at the end of the song, he's coming so intensely with the going back to Cali that it sounds like it's going, he's going to murder somebody. Like It's <laughs> like, I'm going back to Cali to kill somebody. Like, it's so intense. So I was I was very on board for this song, Jenny.
2: Uh yeah, I liked it quite a bit. Um, I agree that it is a little bit of like I kind of just wanted to keep going for it, but I that's not really what the song is about. And this isn't necessarily uh, I don't know. I feel like most. Well, it doesn't matter. I liked it. I felt like it did a good job. There and, are other. And songs. in this
1: moment, is my favorite Seven Dust song.
2: Yes. <laughs> I agree. It doesn't sound like he's a million miles away. Uh, mm-hmm. Oh okay. yeah, no, so that was really... in my ears, man.
1: That yeah. was yeah. aggressive.
0: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he was like so in my ears that I was like, "Mr. Loud Rocks." Like it was very close to your ears,
2: very close. All right, up next we've got "Sucker MCs" originally by Run DMC, featuring artists Lords of Brooklyn, Stone Soul, and Everlast.
4: Two years ago, a friend of mine He asked me to say some MC rhyme he said this rhyme I'm about to say Rhyme was deaf and it went this way I took a test to become an MC Orange cross became amazed of me Took me inside of his Cadillac show drove off and it never came back Yet I'm him oh, to lions. the lions Lauren
2: fed him to the lions this has tapped into Shame Jenny's love of Sublime. Oh no! Oh no! <laughs> it just sounds like Sublime to me.
3: I wrote
0: in my notes. <laughs> I wrote in my notes that this sounds like a 2001 open mic. And then I thought about it, and I'm like, he's. It's. This is probably who went on right after Scruff McGruff he went up he did his tight five and they said okay we're going to change things up a little bit you guys we got a little music for you
2: yeah then... i'm probably like traumatized by the amount of time that i spent sitting in a circle listening to dudes who love sublime play acoustic guitar and play songs like this so you know it just seems normal to me even though it's not
0: <laughs> i uh
1: i always oh i'm sorry matt no um this Falls straight into that pocket of like dynamite hack.
2: Oh, Matt!
1: Matt, don't jump the gun. Bro. Yeah,
2: don't speak so
1: soon. Oh,
0: <laughs> wait—is dynamite hack on this? Don't it's, look! Don't look! Don't, don't, look. Look. <laughs> don't look! Don't okay. look! Don't look! Keep yourself safe for as long as possible, and do not look. Okay, <laughs> I was gonna say <laughs> that I just—I've always had a natural um, aversion. To the solo guy on acoustic guitar because I remember going to band camp. So this is about to be a really cool story. <laughs> and, um, and, uh, wow, all there, the, you got some sexy lighting going on in the room. It right, you said band camp, right? The whole lights went down, illuminated my face. Yes, I look radiant. Um, and, uh, basically there was a talent show and, um, I was living. My cabin was a bunch of uh, Pearl Jam maniacs and uh, they were like, we're going to play and we're going to be the best fucking band. Now, what would spur them to take this intense thing where they actually called their parents and had their parents drive from Chicago with all of their instruments and gear and amps? Oh, they saw a guy on solo acoustic guitar playing on a bench and a bunch of girls were sitting listening to him and they were like, fuck that guy forever. And me, I was just hanging out and I was just like, Indeed, fuck that guy. <laughs> you got to plug that shit in. And uh, indeed, um, we then did a Pearl Jam song at the uh, at the talent show. We did "Glorified G," and you might say, Lauren, we, you don't play an instrument. That's right. They were rehearsing, and they turned and they looked at me and they said, "Lauren, you're our singer." So I sang "Glorified G" in my total mid-puberty voice change it was an incredible moment in my life um i mean just cracking all over the place you guys (laughs) just cracking
1: glorified version of a pellet gun
0: matt you don't know how on you are right now my (laughs) man (laughs) It um but it was an incredible moment um so i think we've danced around it jenny yeah. What is the next
2: song? The next song is Boys in the Hood by Dynamite Hack. Oh, uh, shit. Originally by Eazy-E and NWA, of course.
4: Woke up quick at about noon. Just thought that I had to be in Compton soon. I gotta get drunk for the day begins. Before my mother starts bitching about my friends. About to go and damn near went blind. Young niggas d- on the path throwing up gang signs. I went in the house to get the clip with my Mac 10 Matt, we just turn it off.
2: Of my- yeah. Lauren, remember earlier when I sent you a text message that said I was listening to a song, and there's nothing I hate more than blank. I want to flush everybody down the toilet. It was this song.
0: <laughs> yeah, I uh, right. I I was vacuuming at the time, and I like looked at it later, <laughs> and I said, oh, she's definitely talking about Dynamite
2: Hack. Yeah. I cannot. Properly express my hatred for this fucking song. I remember when it came out. I remember hating it then. I hate it now. Nobody needs this. Nobody should have made this. It makes me way more mad than is reasonable.
1: You mean (laughs) entitlement the song?
2: I like I if you listen to this whole song, there are some things that they say that I'm like, I don't even really want to hear N.W.A. say this. Because I think it's super disrespectful to women, but you motherfuckers in Dynamite Hack definitely don't get to say this.
1: The video made it even worse because it was them doing, like, country club shit in a mansion.
2: Yes. And I know that was, like, the joke. (laughs) You better
1: take your fucking tongue and shove it directly into your cheek because that's where we're coming from.
2: I hate this so much. (laughs)
0: It's wild. Our uh, <laughs> my notes, my notes are almost identical. I, <laughs> thought, oh, I thought your notes. Were, I thought you were gonna come in with a <laughs> screwball and be like, "Cannon ready." You guys, this is my favorite song I've ever heard. No, um, I, swear, I the legacy of this song, like what this song birthed. Do you know what I mean? I feel uh. like I feel like this is like the catalyst. This is the big bang of ironic white guy covers of rap songs i feel like this is this is it like if there's another one i'm not thinking of okay whatever but this feels like the biggest bang like this is even more so than like ben folds doing shit in concert you know where he does what does he do bitches ain't shit bitches ain't (laughs) shit yeah but i feel like dynamite hack beat him to the punch and they will always yeah and i wrote in my notes hated this at the time still hate it it's smug and it's (laughs) awful um, it wants to mock while also relishing in the violence and misogyny. It wants to have it both ways, and um, I mean, especially yeah, when they get the to the line at, yeah, where it's like smacking a woman, like they like he sings it. He loves it, you know what I mean. He's not swallowing those words. He's like joyfully singing them, and it's I've fucked up.
2: I've never wanted to more earnestly cut a promo on anything other than dynamite hack on this show. I've been mad at things before but I hate them and I want to threaten them and challenge them to like
0: well face be... me
2: dynamite hack.
0: <laughs> face me. They're
2: probably all like 55-year-old <laughs> fathers that are just like Ugh, we were kids now. what do you want from us. Yeah. But yeah. I'm still mad.
0: <laughs> um so this song has 50 comments on songmeanings.com. And I think this comment from Anne Marie underscore from June 1st, 2002 tells the tale. Dude, for me, this is such a funny song. I mean, they're not trying to me to be badass. It reminds me of my friend's acoustic cover of Baby Got Back. He added a harmonica solo. It rocks. (laughs) Oh, good times. Good times. That right there, that's the legacy. You know, I can think of a million. I can think of... um. Oh, isn't there a fish cover, a gin and juice?
2: There must be.
0: I remember. I think that was getting shared around during the Napster days and people were playing it at parties because it was like a, like a, I, I think it was, it probably wasn't fish. It was just labeled fish, but it was like, yeah, acoustic guitar, like some guy jokingly singing gin and juice. And I was just like, why are you playing this? We're at a party. We're trying to have a good time. Play the real song.
2: There is a comment on songmeanings.com. This is a person that I would say should be immediately jailed. It was left on my 18th birthday, September 26, (laughs) 2002. Midnight Zone says, this is such a fun song. The original NWA song is pretty weak. It's too lengthy and boring. This DH song reminds me of one of the best summers of my adolescent life. You should be in jail, Midnight (laughs) Zone. Oh, man. The song yeah. is tough. I hate it so and much.
0: It's it's uh, you know, it's real bad, the, and it doesn't even have the decency to be new metal. You know, yeah, it's yeah. just
2: all around terrible. Well, you know who we can always lean on to pull us out of the dark night of the soul here. Pull us out of it. This is going to be a song called Posse on Broadway, originally performed by Sir Mixalot. Brought to us by our friends in the Insane Clown Posse.
1: Ooh,
3: 808.
4: My on that Pussy up! Uh, me and Shaggy too dope at home, away from home. In the black bucket her, with the rusty grill of chrome. Picking up the homies, we get them one by one. If you ain't psychopathic rider, boy, you cannot come. Everybody's looking, if you're jealous, turn around. Talking with them lepers, got us hopping off the ground. We're getting good grip the series make you get done. Done. I gotta them.
1: guys I know this song because I owned Swass by cervix a lot <laughs> and I was a big fan they're actually doing a great cover
0: I mean yeah they they change um, they changed some lyrics to make it regional uh, there's a line about um, having fago on tap and they talk about how they hate people who beat women but it's an interesting correlation since they do have so many songs where they chop up women with hatchets. So it's it's the great uh, yin and yang dichotomy of ICP. Mm. And I mean, what a taste. I mean, this is another push. We got to get that hundo going, you guys. We got to get that ICP episode going.
1: Oh, we got to get that oh. hundo.
2: Oh, that hundo.
1: Oh, you know what? We got that Honda one lock.
2: What's that? Oh. What's that I see off in the distance? Is that? Is that a Honda? No. I think it is. Mm. Oh. like a shooting star.
1: It's as if it were at the end of a theme month.
2: <laughs> it was
0: as if it's coming so very soon. It's, it's almost as if maybe it might already be done.
1: Is it Dundo?
2: <laughs> the Juggalo. Is, uh, Dundo? Dundo? <laughs> uh Oh, well, maybe it is.
0: Maybe, maybe, <laughs> might be. Okay.
2: Continue to tune in to find out. Uh, I liked this cover. I think I might like ICP. I don't know. <laughs> you might. A <laughs> lot's changing. You know, I'm coming up. I'm coming up on thirty-five here. This might be my midlife crisis.
0: Yeah. You're, you or know my what?
2: midlife discovery.
0: Mm, that's Perhaps true. Perhaps I'll
2: shed this skin and be born painted anew a juggalette we'll see oh wow but in the meantime uh let's check out the next song this is a song called it's tricky originally by run dmc uh featuring the artist bloodhound gang
1: lauren's favorite ah. this
4: piece is my recital i think it's very vital rock. all right all right on, it's tricky tricky yo here we go it's and-
0: I got one question. And this is a question that I think a lot of people would ask. Jason Byler would ask it. His brother would ask it. Why was this song recorded in a cardboard box?
2: I thought you were just gonna it... stop at why was the song recorded?
0: <laughs> <laughs> sure. That's too yeah. Okay, why was it recorded? All right. Somebody wanted to do it. Tribute to Run DMC. But then why is the why are the vocals it's not even that the vocals are distorted. It's not like we're dealing with uh with a a weird talk box sound. It's not like we're dealing with like Julian Casablancas and the strokes. It just sounds badly recorded.
1: Well, I'm sure when Jimmy Papa Lee and Daddy Longlegs got into the booth, they were like, uh, Can you put away the expensive microphones and bring us the cheapest microphone you possibly can? And also just one of them so that we can share it. Thank you.
0: You're probably right. You know what? I could totally see that is that is the type of joke that Bloodhound Gang would milk forever. Is because you always hear the story of like um, uh, somebody shows up to record some famous singer and they bring a box with their own mic in it. You know, like this is my mic. This is the mic I use.
1: Like when we uh, saw the one about the angel, he pulled exactly out, he pulled out a mic and he was like, "This is the mic."
0: This is the mic. So, yeah, it's possible that, yeah, uh, the Bloodhound Gang rolls up to record, and they uh, they pull out uh, some Casio mic that they bought at a dollar store, and they're like, this is what we're recording with.
2: Ha, ha, ha. It fits. It fits. This song sounds like the soundtrack to Boys Will Be Boys. <laughs> this and Hot for Teacher. Just like... <laughs> I don't know. I don't think I actually think this song kind of does the job. It's it's certainly not for me. But if I had heard this when I was in high school, I probably would have fucking loved it.
0: One comment. or well, there's three comments in songmeanings.com. The one I like is from Archfo, who said, I think dot 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 Run DMC were bragging on how tricky it is to rock complicated rhymes. Yet along come these goofy guys called the Bloodhound Gang, and they simply nailed it. This is well covered, and The Rock is just rockin'. Kudos to Spanky G for the excellent drumming. The Rock is just rockin'. Uh, let's me know that if I were to ever fall ill or something, we just got to call up Archfoe, and they'll be able to fill my shoes easily
1: <laughs> with that killer analysis. Hey,
2: don't be so hard on yourself.
1: Also, let's let let us know, because I just checked it because it was what I thought that jimmy pop fucking mixed the album himself on his own mac yeah he produced this damn thing and then he mixed it and later they were like oh yeah we gotta we gotta do some finishing on this album
3: (sighs) okay
1: your hatred of the bloodhound gang is amusing to me i just here's the thing it's not that i hate them
0: i just think they're a bad band (laughs) <laughs> and we'd all be better off if they never existed. Is well, that hate, that's or is okay. that just is that just a judgment call?
2: <laughs> well, I'll be curious to see what your feelings are on this next artist here. Uh, we've got the song "Mind Playing Tricks on Me," one of my favorites, originally done by the Ghetto Boys, uh, now featuring artist Cottonmouth Kings.
4: Hey, Hit this motherfucker. God, hit that shit. Rip that bitch. <laughs> Hey, it's 420, y'all. Yeah, it's 420. We mm-hmm. got love. It's
3: this motherfucker At night I can't
4: sleep. I toss and turn. Chronic stiction and door. visions of arms me burn. D-Lope just called me a stoner. A paranoid smoker with my finger on my boga. People a puff of stress. Ain't the right. But I ain't going out without my pipe. See, every time I pull a load, I start sweating. Smoke starts coming out my nose. There's somebody slagging some sass. But I don't know who it is, so I'm watching my back It's a cop and he's deep undercover When I talk, I won't see the motherfuckers you all a catty like I own A sack of fruit in a bong like my own Some might say, take a chill, DJ But fuck that shit, there's a pig trying to diss me And my mind's
1: playing tricks on. I'm surprised that this is the first time we've run into the Cottonmouth Kings.
2: Yeah. You want to know how I know I grew up in Westland in the late 90s and early 2000s?
1: How's that? I How's don't that?
2: mind the Cottonmouth Kings.
0: <laughs> I got to be honest <laughs> with you guys. Maybe you just got to put the word Kings in your name <laughs> and the sleeves come off. And suddenly I got a Jeep in my driveway <laughs> <laughs> and I am yeah. ready to go with the Cat Mouth Kings. These guys, for one, I, I don't know if you caught it because it's a little subtle in the lyrics. They enjoy
1: marijuana.
2: <laughs> right.
1: Oh, you know, I wouldn't have caught it <laughs> the first time, but the I, yeah. second and the third time I picked it up.
0: Right, the second time that one somebody said four twenty, and then someone else said four twenty. Yeah, they say it a couple of times so you don't miss it, but some people might miss it.
2: Right, um, and if you didn't know that they were the royalty of having cotton mouth, that would be another thing. That is that true. Might... <laughs>
1: the uh, kings of having <laughs> cotton mouth. Tut tut. <laughs> dry in this bitch. Uh,
0: you know what's funny is that when I was a little kid, a little kid, when I was a teenager, <laughs> when I. <laughs> When and I was, was a little, little boy. Earth. I mean, as if, you know, like Cottonmouth Kings are like, you know, a band from the 80s. Um, but I, the first time I heard about them, I thought that Cottonmouth was a reference to a snake. And I thought that there
1: was something in relationship <laughs> to snakes. relation to the Cottonmouth snake.
2: It should yeah. be noted, Cottonmouth Kings are brother in uh, using K in an incorrect place. They are. So.
0: This is true. I thought these guys were better than ICP.
1: Wow, bold oh, um, statement! Betrayer. And um, they have a lot of shared fans. I know that for sure. Oh right? yeah,
0: I mean, I feel like they probably have done the gathering many, many, many times. Why? The one thing though is, there is the uh, common, some might say, a misconception that people who smoke a lot of weed are lazy. Yet this song is five minutes and twenty three seconds. <laughs>
2: Well, somebody who wasn't stoned could have gotten it done in two minutes, Lauren.
0: Okay, good point. All right, okay.
2: (laughs) Uh, That's not true at all. I actually kind of liked this. Yeah, I was. And if you were wondering, does the woman who manicures my nails does she have a Cottonmouth King tattoo? Yeah, she does.
3: (laughs) (laughs) Fuck yeah, she does.
2: Uh, Just wanted to confirm. Anybody? I know that you're probably wondering who does Jenny's nails. Hey, Jenny. Yeah,
1: the person that does your nails. What's the over-under on her having a Cottonmouth Kings tattoo?
2: I'm not sure how that works, to be honest, but she definitely has one. (laughs) She definitely does. That would be 100%. Yeah. She just brought it up one day. She's got a ton of tattoos, and she was just like, oh, yeah, my boyfriend always makes fun of me because I got this Cottonmouth Kings tattoo. And I was like, you're you're just the best. (laughs) That's it. uh, That's some important info for you. Write that down on the back of my baseball card you're making.
0: I uh, I did actually, there wasn't a video for this song, but I did just, I was curious, uh, look up the Cottonmouth Kings. They have many, many, many albums and many, many, many members. Um, I watched a video that I could find um, and it was new metal as fuck. Hmm. Like it was, I mean, it was pretty much rap, but it had some rocking, and it was, I mean, yeah. They, they, they. If anything, they seemed like this is going to sound so dumb, like a more organized crazy town.
2: <laughs> they were a crazy municipality or something like
0: that. Well, maybe it's like the Cottonmouth Kings are like saying, like, listen, you can go with your local government, but we we still have a monarchy over here, and it's working great <laughs> for us.
2: That's that's wonderful.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: all right, up next we have microphone fiend. Uh, originally performed by Eric B and Rakim, done by the Fun Loving Criminals.
1: Ooh! Need <laughs> somebody order something funky? I can. Hey! God hey. it, Oh, come on! Get it on! Get it on! Get it on!
2: Also, who's your cellular carrier?
4: I was a fiend.
1: Is this
2: the closest we've ever had to listening to, like, Leonard Cohen on this podcast? Like, his weird... This is like... This sounds like weird 80s, funky era Leonard Cohen to me. Cause I
4: don't get upset. I kick a hole in the speaker. Democracy is coming
1: to the USA. So
4: then add all the rhymes I had. One after the other one. Then I All I'm I saying is
1: you are playing way to too much for your mobile provider. God damn it, Ken. I forgot. Eric B. basically can rhyme forever. Yeah. Um, oh, sorry. Actually, Rakim. Jesus. Yeah. Christ. Eric,
0: Eric B's not doing any of that. No,
2: he's
1: not doing any rock um, can, can fucking rhyme forever Ugh.
2: you don't maybe eric can and he just chooses not to <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> hey guys i'm paid in full so i'm good yeah,
0: yeah i know that's mean. that's how they got the title they were like you gonna rap eric he's like i am paid in full and they were like "Ooh, good album title all right here we go um, um this it sucks
2: it isn't good <laughs> It, it isn't sucks. well. Okay, I really though there's Jenny, I've been Jenny, listening... Jenny. Real
0: quick, it sucks. okay keep going.
2: Uh, well, this is my dad's band, so Lauren, oh, how fucking it dare you? Sucks. <laughs> my dad's in Fun Loving Criminals. <laughs> Jeff Plumer.
0: <laughs> I'm glad somebody really was having fun. Does, like
1: a funk <laughs> jazz rock. I fucking love this song, baby. Also, you are paying way too much. You ever think about bundling <laughs> your cable provider into your mobile plan?
2: Oh, no. Don't try to. I that, cut the cord,
0: Ken. I don't get cable anymore.
1: Well, how do you watch your favorite shows
2: live?
0: I don't have favorite shows to watch live. I watch it on my schedule can't believe we're talking about this on my new metal show.
2: Wow, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. But I I have just really been listening to a ton of Leonard Cohen lately when I'm not listening to ICP and other new metal compilations. <laughs> and I I think maybe I was just getting too deep into like his weird 80s shit cuz when I heard this I was like this weirdly reminds me of that. So for that reason I kind of liked it, but I understand that it sucks. Like some like a Taco Bell taco,
1: <laughs> right? It's serviceable.
2: <laughs> it's, it sucks, but I like it. Uh, all right. We've been a little bit uh, thirsty for some new metal. I feel at this yeah. point, mm-hmm. uh, it's been a little while. Uh, but up next, we have New Jack Hustler, uh, originally performed by Ice T, brought to us by Dope.
4: Sounds like a punk cop, move like a king when I roll hops You try to
3: I
0: like that. Uh, we've been doing this show long enough that I can just hear something and go, "Oh, yeah, that's dope." Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can just lick my finger and put it in the end. And go, "Oh, yep, that's Ooh, that's so dope. a stiff
1: breeze of dope."
0: <laughs> stiff. Yep. You can't mistake it. Um, not really. I. It sounds what I would expect a dope cover of Ice Tea would sound like. Um not really any surprises. I wrote this is fine with a question mark. It's yeah, not essential.
1: I, like a lot of these songs are yeah. falling into the they're not essential versions of the songs that they're covering.
0: Like I I I have to say and I don't think this will ever be uttered again, Stained kind of raised the bar kind of high up top and no one's been able to meet it.
1: I would like, agree.
2: I agree, but I think this entire album is serviceable. There is nothing on this other than Dynamite Hack that I just like. Maybe this is just like calling out to 14 year old Jenny Bloomer. If I had this in my hand when I was 14, it's all I would listen to. Mm -hmm. Probably including Dynamite Hack. And I don't like to admit that. I think I'd like that one the least. But But.
1: I I understand exactly where you're coming from because it isn't, unlike Loud Rocks, that kind of forced partnerships that didn't bear fruit. This kind of is like, no, you're just going to straight up cover it in your own way. Yeah. And in doing that, it gives, in some cases, fresh, you know, fresh perspectives on a song. You know, the Seven Dust one still stands as a strong take on it the stain song is still very strong but others are just okay it is truly a compilation you know where yeah some are stronger than others mm-hmm. yeah so hot take, uh,
0: <laughs> hot take. <laughs> hot take. lauren's hot take. done with this
2: song yeah. I'm done so, talking
0: about dope.
2: Okay, fine. We'll leave Edsel in the dust and move on to a song called White Lines Don't Do It. Originally brought to us by Melly Mel and Grandmaster Flash, brought to us by featured artist Driver. <laughs>
1: Hey, bartender. Yeah? I'm looking for this girl. Have you seen her? Yeah. Where is she? She's in trouble.
2: Hey,
0: stop
1: hassling my waitstaff. (laughs) Outside of the bar. (laughs) This totally is the detective is interrogating (laughs) a bartender.
0: Oh, yeah. Absolutely. And it's some weird, like, yeah, it's on and, and you're watching, like, you're half watching. You're walking in and out of the room. And you're like, Catherine, was that a cover of White Lines? <laughs> I think so. I think so. I wasn't paying attention. I was on my phone. Don't uh, d- 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 do it.
2: Don't do it. <laughs> uh, I can't remember exactly at what point it is in the song, but when they get to like the dang, dang, diggity, dang, dang baby, it's very funny to me. Let's see. I don't know it's 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 everything you think it would be <laughs> if you're interested check out the driver cover of white lines don't do it
0: uh, so driver, I, I didn't mind this uh, one. Yeah. No. Uh, I was going to say something else. Yeah.
2: No, it, it's just like there's nothing about this. I completely agree. There's nothing about this that makes it essential. I think that like I'm still recovering from loud rocks, so I'm like, oh, this isn't fucking torturing me. <laughs> so I love it. This is.
1: Yeah, I think the thing is because it's not a crossover. They're not trying to take any of these songs over. They're just trying to do these songs in their own voice. And in that essence, it works. It's just that some of these songs and some of these artists aren't necessarily who I would want to do do a version of those songs.
2: Also, these songs are almost all iconic
1: Mind Playing Tricks on Me is an iconic song to me. hmm I mean, it
0: just um It's the tricky, is, is iconic. I think the other thing about all these covers though is that they seem largely very with the exception of Dynamite Hack, um, they all seem very sincere and like there are actual fans of the song. Um, that's what I wrote about this one is that it seems like they sincerely like the song. And I wrote, I'll take it with an exclamation point because <laughs> i think i was like you jenny like coming off of loud rocks i was like yeah do do you driver who i was like who the fucker driver and i went to their wikipedia they changed their name to lifer and lifer is a band that's been recommended to us yeah um <laughs> they so yeah needed to
2: end an er
0: they were just like we'll change it it's just we gotta have that er we need All to right? have an
2: adverb no that's not an adverb <laughs> <laughs> Look, I don't have my degree and it doesn't matter because up next we've got Bring the Pain. Originally brought to you by Method Man. This time brought to you by Mindless Self-Indulgence. Let me tell you now.
4: I came to bring the pain. Uh call from the brain. Let's go inside my astral plane. Find out my mental. Based on instrumental. Right. I can write monumental
0: Don't... talk us through
1: it <laughs> <laughs> i love it and i don't expect anybody else in the world to like it um they are their own thing man
2: <laughs> i completely respect that
1: um yeah jimmy urine is the i'm sorry what D- uh, little- I beg your pardon. Oh, yeah, Little Jimmy Urin.
2: Urin? Urin. Like P?
1: Yeah. Well, his last name's Uringer. Uh, so he <laughs> went by little Jimmy Urin. Okay. Um <sighs> love these guys. You gotta
2: reclaim those childhood bullying jokes and make yeah. them your own. Yeah. Um
1: and so the troubling part is they edited it here, edited it here, <laughs> the N-words out. Uh I owned tight. Which was the uh, CD? Their first CD, and it was not edited out. Uh, they let them. They let em rip. Oh. oh, oh my!
2: That's no good.
1: So I, I, I always found that a little like. Eh. I never necessarily had a problem with it, but it was always like, I, I, I it wasn't. <laughs> it was always just roll the windows
0: up. Uh, well, it's funny that by the time I got to take a bite out of rhyme, they were like. Uh, we're going to do an edit on this. Like somebody, somebody felt uncomfortable enough to do the edit. <laughs> so, and the funny thing is that the edit sounds like their sound, like it sounds like they could have done that. Oh, mix. easily. Yeah. So maybe they recorded it and they put it on their album and then, you know, they were sitting there and they were like, they're like, Hey, you want to submit it for the take a bite out of rhyme compilation? And they were like, let us tweak it. Cause we feel a little uncomfortable. Um, I wrote that this is really something it's fucking bananas. I can kind of see how these guys briefly got lumped in with new metal. Cause it is so abrasive in this, you know, way that I think a lot, like on a cursory glance, people will be like, Oh yeah, that'll fit. Cause I mean, like I said, they opened for corn, uh, on the, you know, on their issues tour. They opened so, for system of a down. They yeah. Open for ICP. <laughs> now that, that, Totally makes sense. Although I feel like it makes sense. But at the same time, I could see Juggalos being like, I'm going to throw
1: real urine at this guy. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they have one of my favorite ICP stories of all time, uh, which is they opened up for ICP and they loved to go into the crowd and they dressed like he would wear a, a suit that he got from Goodwill and just let people in every city sign it and sign him and like the the band would do that and they would just keep wearing the same clothes over and over again that are sound that are, were signed by people from audiences that they were in and uh violent jay goes to him what are you idiots doing going out into the crowd dressed like this before you perform you've got to keep the mystique <laughs> <laughs> which is <laughs> One of my favorite things in the world is that Violent J was like, yeah, you got to keep the mystique.
2: That does um, not surprise me. But They'd he also say, got it, arrested
1: when they did their show at Kobo because he stripped down naked on stage. And he went to jail and uh, at the ICP show. Johnny. Johnny? Put is it Johnny or Jimmy? On. Jimmy.
2: John Jimmy? <laughs> Johnny
1: Johnny pee-pee. Johnny pee-pee.
2: <laughs> Put your <laughs> pants on. <laughs>
1: Uh, uh, that's on
2: me. That's on me. Well This
1: this also goes on the short list of bands that I've had dinner with. I have dined with mindless self indulgence.
2: With Johnny Pee Pee and the boys. <laughs> with
1: Johnny Pee Pee and the boys. Where did you guys eat at? Uh, we ate at Pegasus in uh in uh what is that? Greek town.
2: Were they nice?
1: They were super nice. And uh it was it's two guys, two girls in the band, and the ladies were super nice. Well, that's great. And who picked up the check?
0: Uh, the Record Company. Nice. Classic. There we go.
2: All right. Well, I'm glad The Record Company picked up the check. We're going to go to the next song on the album. This is a song called Insane in the Brain, originally brought to us by Cypress Hill, featuring Artist Factory 81.
3: <laughs> I'm trying to get crazy with that song.
2: It has been activated. Our hometown boys.
1: You have done it again.
0: The boys did it again. to think of him singing it with one finger in his ear oh, yeah. saying
2: in oh, the yeah. membrane yeah. <laughs> yes he yeah. is yes, that was uh, a full like Mariah outtake Michael McDonald I felt <laughs> like it was Russell. one of those like audition
0: week for American Idol and it's like uh, yeah uh, I sing in a band and I will be covering Cypress Hills and singing in the membrane and they were like alright carry on and then uh, he proceeds to do that and uh, you know what? I've, I've got a, a few different feelings. I think this song, like ninety percent of it, is a crusher.
2: I yeah, think the guitars yes. are pretty killer.
0: I think they nail the verses, pitchy chorus. But at the same time, he comes out of it when he screams, "Insane in the brain." It's, I mean, took me back to that episode, you guys. When this boy screams,
1: he's everything's God, right with the world. Everything yeah, is
2: right. I agree. But it's like, I was so stoked the first time I started listening to the song. Right. I was like, here it fucking is. Yes. Yes. Thank you. And then I heard, ah, 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 and I was like, oh, so close. How dare you! We were all rooting for you. <laughs> there it
1: is. There, there it is. It is. <laughs>
2: Oh, Factory Eighty One! How
1: respectful of our time is this record?
2: Um, you know what? I don't know. Give me a second here. <laughs> add everything to add everything to a playlist. Uh, looks. God, it comes in fourteen songs, about fifty five minutes. It's on the line.
1: Yeah, I think there's a couple tracks that could have been uh, chopper rude.
2: Oh, I agree. All right. Up next, we've got a song called The Tribute, originally brought to us by Slick Rick, Busta Rhymes, the Wu-Tang Clan. This one is done by our Froggy Boys in non Point and Nonpoint and Grim.
4: That's right. Not Here we go, come on. What about a time not long ago? When people were the child, let them fly slow. When always the earth and justice, the people were behaving like they are too good. They lived little boy that was misled. But another little boy, this is what he said, sick. Me and you, Kim, we're gonna make some cash. Rabbit on folks, and make get on death.
1: Now, this is at the end of the Darwin's Reading Room album, isn't it?
0: No, yes. it's at the it's at the end of the um, non-point album statement.
1: Oh, okay. Oh,
3: uh, uh,
0: yeah. yeah. But but
1: Grim is from Darwin's waiting room. I forgot how it worked, but yeah, I remember. Yeah.
2: Yes, he's the man from the waiting room. I mm-hmm. knew I'd heard this somewhere before. You
0: knew him.
2: I had my magnifying glass out. I was walking all over my house looking for clues.
1: I've heard this before.
2: I had my magnifying glass up to my ear and I was listening all over my home. Couldn't find it.
0: You're like, Mitch, wake up. How do I know Grimm?
2: (laughs) (laughs) And he locked me in the closet again. (laughs) He's like,
0: I go in there while I call my lawyer. Um, <laughs> We're not even married yet. <laughs> he's like, I got to get this lawyer on the phone. I know. Um, he <laughs> just wanted
2: to talk to him. He's a funny guy. <laughs> it's a good one. I like it. Yes. There, I think uh, yeah. there are a couple ends that get dropped that I don't love. Well, I think Grim is black though. Okay. Well yeah. then, never mind.
0: Yeah, I think that was a debate we had when we last dealt with Grimm was like, is he black? And then they are like, yeah, he's
2: black. It's fine. Oh, so, this is a familiar uh, a familiar yeah. feeling that I have then. Okay. Well, it wasn't I, deja vu. It was yeah. just my bad memory. Eh.
0: I think this song works better in the context of Take a Bite Out of Rhyme than it does um, on- At the uh, end of a non-point record. At the end of the nine point record. Yeah, I think it plays better. Um, before we get to- what I guess is considered the last song in quotes. Um, I found that this album was reviewed on the same day, and in the same uh, consumer guide by Mr. Robert Kreisgau when he <laughs> reviewed Loud Rocks.
2: Ooh, and so tell me if everything. You,
0: if you keep in mind Loud Rocks, he gave it an A minus. Hmm. He has. uh, he has a take a bite out of rhyme down in the honorable mentions um and he has this to say about it mediocre rockers cover great rap songs most adequately a few abysmally several memorably dope new jack hustler dynamite hack boys in the hood fun-loving criminals microphone fiend those three songs that I mentioned are considered what he considers to be the highlights of the album. Hmm. Hmm. Robert. Wow. Um, yeah. So, um, and then interestingly enough, the dud of the month was an album called Rebirth of the Loud, which is another new metal rap album slammed together. That he hated, that he gave a D to. Hmm. That, um, that I'll be honest, I had considered getting for the show, but I could not find a copy. And thus, um, we're not doing that one. But yeah.
2: Yeah, it looks like, uh, and the C also, the Wikipedia for this, there's an album called Too Legit for the Pit Hardcore Takes Rap. So, Shit. I know. What's I might on? have to get I, after w- that what one. Is,
0: what is that? Let me just look. Oh, no. This. I do yeah, Jenny. This, this, looks,
2: this looks like real rough. Just Baby run. Got Back by Throwdown. I don't need that. The World <laughs> is Yours, E-Town Concrete. Don't need that. <laughs> uh, oh, boy. Yeah.
0: I mean, the movie life covering I Can't Do Nothing for You, Man. I don't
2: Sp- want to hear anything from the movie life ever.
0: The stre- stretch Armstrong covering "Express Yourself" by N.W.A.
2: Yeah.
0: Ah uh, man, this looks like um
1: a, n- a nightmare.
2: <sighs> it doesn't gotta... look like something that is necessary. Uh, yeah. Well, you know what? Let's just forget that ever happened and yep. listen to the last song that we might echo that sentiment about. Mm-hmm. This is Bam.
4: Yo, what's up? I, I want I want you to hear my rap album. Uh-huh. Yo, what's up? This is my name is Curly G Cradle Rock. Uh-huh. Yo, I got some good music. I want to come down there, yo. Bam! I want you to play that.
2: Uh-huh. Yo, I got some crazy good music. That's probably okay. good. That,
0: we got it. Uh. Um So Josh Toomey of the Talk Toomey podcast <laughs> texted me last week when I told him that we were doing this album for the show. And he told me Bam has to go in the cannon.
2: <laughs> Tell Josh to me over my dead body. <laughs> that ain't even going in the junk drawer.
0: Whoa! You, you're not sure you're gonna be you're gonna be somewhere and be like, I, I need a bam. Do we got a bam? Check the junk drawer.
2: I've almost never been more sure of anything than I will <laughs> never need to hear bam again. Uh uh yeah. i'm sorry for the hot take josh to me if you've made mm. it this far i don't know what did you guys think
1: nothing for me to think i i didn't hear all of the jokes but the jerky boys were perfect when i was 16 and after that have uh, been a complete miss of my life
0: uh, I never really heard the Jerky Boys until after I had heard all of the Adam Sandler albums of that time period. They're all going to laugh at you, and what the hell happened to me? I think were the two big ones, mm-hmm. and so hearing those albums, which are you know perfect and have aged beautifully, <laughs> um, <laughs> sure. and then oh, hearing any- booth Willie just oh like
1: a fine wine.
0: Oh yeah, you know all of the severe beatings of uh, of what a. Uh, 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 uh elementary school bus driver and uh you know all those stuff i mean perfect um medium pace I comedy mean, gold i mean Jenny, you, you're gonna play you're gonna, you're gonna play medium pace at your wedding right oh yeah okay just checking Wanna make the sure whole was, thing whole thing
2: yeah. no one's able to stand up while it's playing
0: <laughs> <laughs> um yeah so yeah jerky boys i was yeah i heard that i was like nah sorry already heard the master at work um uh I do I don't want to honestly the um Uncle Donnie sketch on what the hell happened to me is uh one of the funniest things I've ever heard and I still quote it with my friends all the time. So, not to disparage all of it. But um that does bring us to the end of the album Canon Talk. Can't talk about piano. There we go. It's time for Canon Talk. Jenny do you want to start us off? With some yeah, talk sure. About um,
2: this? I definitely would not put this whole album in. Um, I'm not even sure that I would put any of it in. I enjoyed it. I don't know if I think anything is essential. Uh, I can't believe I'm saying this, but I think if anything goes in, I, I would say bring the noise. Uh, I think that's a pretty solid, very new metal cover. I think it was well done. Uh, but then again, it's a cover of. I, I mean, I don't know. That's the only one that I think maybe. That is not to say that I did not enjoy this because I did. It's just. It, I don't think I could have used a better word, Matt, than inessential. <laughs> yeah no offense uh open mics, Groff McGruff. <laughs> I know it's hard out there uh Lauren what do you think
0: I wrote that it was uh, better than loud rocks it has lots of songs that just make you think thank you but no I thought set stained, seven dust and most of factory 81 were the highlights if I were to put anything in I would say stained and seven dust are the two that I would consider yeah so that that's where I stand Matt and
1: Oz. I don't think there's anything more new metal than a cover.
2: True.
1: Ooh, good point. I say that this album's big surprise for me is that the two songs that I would put in are from two artists that I don't want to see in the canon, <laughs> which are so far, <laughs> which are stained and seven dust. Um based on everything I've heard. Um, I think the Factory 81 song is 80% of a of a ripper. Uh, but that 20% really takes me out of it.
2: Insane in the brain. <laughs>
1: but that open is hot. I agree. It mm. activated a pit nearly immediately. Um, but I, I, it's not essential. Um, is... Bring the noise and going back to Cali. Essential? Eh, Maybe not, but I'd come back to my first statement is that there's nothing really as new metal as a cover. And those are two very good covers uh, from this record. So I'd be okay with those two, but honestly, I'd also be okay with none. Hmm.
2: Hmm. Well. Bring the noise and going back to Cali are definitely better than the first Corn record.
3: <laughs> <laughs> so I say we put them both
2: in. <laughs> I'm just getting ahead of the past here. I know what's coming.
1: So let me get this straight. <laughs> yeah. Oh,
0: oh. Let me get to my keyboard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Gotta fire up Roachco. Oh man. Yeah, I just <laughs> let I me just spell want that email correctly.
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <laughs> um tell you what then. There you have it. Stained. Seven dust. Welcome to the canon.
2: Whoa. Whoa! What a surprise.
0: Bring the noise covered by stained with Olymp Biscuit Assist. And going back to Cali, covered by Seven Dust in the new metal canon. I mean, you got to point it out. Seven Dust only got in because they had our boy Freddie D and DJ Lethal right there.
2: Oh, that's stained.
1: That's stained, my friend. Seven Dust got in oh, I, going I'm sorry, back sorry.
2: to
0: Was Cali.
1: I'm sorry. Did I say Seven Dust? I meant stained.
2: It's yeah. okay. All right. We all make mistakes.
0: Anyway. Poe so Buddy's so nerfed.
2: <laughs> oh, <No, laughs> so
0: true. So true. <laughs> it's a Monday. Mm-hmm. it is
1: mm. <laughs> uh, lasagna
2: <Ugh. laughs> odie get
0: out of here <laughs> and uh that is it <laughs> that brings us to the end of our episode thank you so much for listening say hello send us your love letters roachcoachpodcast at gmail.com say hello on facebook and twitter uh like us on facebook uh like our photos follow us on instagram Follow us on Instagram. You can find out who our Man Crush Monday was this week. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. It was Matt Noz. Hello. Aww. Who knows who it could be next week? Perhaps Matt Noz again. <laughs> <laughs> Depending on how many pictures of Matt Nas yeah. I have in my phone.
2: Matt Crush Monday.
0: hmm Um. So until next time, Jenny.
2: Thank you. Lauren, thank you.
0: Matt.
2: Thank
3: Thank you. you.
0: Thank you. All right. Bye-bye. Bye.